Today's episode of the Punk Rock Horror Podcast is brought to you by SlashingCast.net. Ghouls, Gals, Creeps, and Mutants, SlashingCast.net is all things you need to know horror network. This is where we have recently joined them and their multitude of other podcasts. You can find us on SlashingCast.net along with our merch and also Patreon link there. And while you're there, why don't you check out all the other shows they got going on? Ghouls, Gals, Creeps, and Mutants. With that being said, let's jump into today's show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Cody. And today, we're here to remind you that it is no way good to take off your mask at this time. So please put it back on. (laughs) You see, (laughs) you like how I did that? You like how I did that, listener? Like, I kept you in the suspension. Like, what was I going to say? What was it going to be about? (laughs) What what are we going to remind you about this time? And it's just to put on the mask. That's all it is. Like, that's all we're going to say. Like, just side reason, side reason. Well, it's not as much a side reason as it is a reason that it's into it. So, like, bury me a a shout out to them, Denver locals, uh, friends of the show. Uh, We'll uh, shout out to uh, everybody in the band, Justin, Devin, everybody. they actually had to cancel a show recently. So at, at the time of this recording, the news is probably already old. It's already passed and whatnot. But uh, they had to cancel a show that they were going to be doing. And it was going to be like a virtual show. But with the cases rising here in Denver, they they basically didn't feel like it was safe, that they, it wasn't the right thing to do. And I mean, like they had to cancel a show. And it's all because people aren't putting on their masks. People are still gathering for, you know, their kids football game and whatnot. And it's just like it's it's what's also really saddening and because i want to throw this out too so uh calvin over at mixed kid fridays another another group that's uh friends of the show um recently lost a, a close a close person to them i'm trying to like respect some some of his privacy here but they lost somebody very yeah. close to them um to covid and just like in he made a post on it on facebook and he was talking about it and he was talking about like how he's getting tired of people still saying that that it's fake even though he just lost somebody and you know i i had to think about that like how could people still be saying it's fake even if there's like actual um people saying that you know even though there are people that are you know have tragically passed away to it and i've looked into like some of the reasonings why people are still saying it's fake they're saying that you know that these uh that these nurses are you know Bring, you know they're bringing in patients and identifying them as possible covid but turns out they could have something else and but they still write it up as like a covid thing you know and that's the general stupid. okay so like oh, so hold on real quick i'm there's like some context and details that well, i'm probably leaving out just... here but it's still stupid regard like there's i'm not justifying it like no well, way yeah. i'm not justifying it but it's just and i don't want it to make it well, a whole dude, covid like, thing know, but point being is just that like it's insane that 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 people are that heartless. And I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I apologize. Go, go ahead. No, no, you're good. And it's like, well, it's not just that, man. There's people literally dying from it in South Dakota. This, I just like read this today. They're dying from COVID in South Dakota while still denying COVID exists. Like they're still denying it while they're dying from it. Like the thing, the thing is, like the way. It, 
it's because honestly, honestly, God, like my whole entire like outlook about COVID and stuff like that is that our government has just like I'm gonna I'm putting like most of the blame on the government and stuff like that. I'm, I mean, it's just like our government just handled this thing so fucking terribly. Like I don't care right wing, left wing. I don't give a fuck who you support or anything at this moment. It's the fact that you bled into that fucking like I did too a little bit. Not gonna lie, and like except I was pro mask because I'm pro human life even though you know and yeah. stuff like that is just like the fact that you let some fucking muppet who doesn't even who can't who hasn't been able to see his goddamn toes fucking for god knows how long like tell you that this disease that's literally around the goddamn fucking world is fake and that you can't you can't go look at anything any world news outlet look at anything you don't if you think youtube is fucking all conspiracy shit well fucking google it if you think google's all conspiracy shit fucking just like go to any dot org website that's part or dot eu or dot anything that's not dot com or whatever like just look at anything around the world you're gonna find proof that covid fucking exists and it's just the fact that they want to they don't this also the fact that people are just so tired now like that's the other thing is because our government handled it so terribly because they wouldn't pay us to stay home they would rather pay the big businesses because our government's a stupid piece of shit and like they would rather do that instead of pay our citizens and take care of our citizens we're just so tired that we just don't care anymore and that's the thing that sucks is that the people in this country just don't fucking care because they're so tired and so bitchy and so whiny because our government just couldn't do what it needed to do that we're instead that we're still at a point of like okay well unlike the rest of the world we're basically fucking open for business and everything just as long as you wear your mask we're still like eh, yeah, blah, blah. it's like oh fuck yourself just wear the goddamn mask man like it exists there's proof everywhere i don't know what you need more of there, and it's just like the fact that people are literally dying from it and still denying that it exists while they die from it is the worst part and that shows how fucking gone, how far gone our piece of shit country is right now. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we are. We're there's nothing good about this country at this moment right now. And I'm gonna keep saying it until we fucking start actually like doing better. So, sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tirade. No, you're, you're totally cool, man. <laughs> like, I just pissed. It's just I'm mostly pissed off because it's once again it's gonna affect my fucking income and affect me and my family and shit like that. And I'm gonna be ha- getting people, well, you know, I'm gonna have us who are like at least basic inte- intelligence and learn and know common sense of like this is a disease that exists and that it's going to hurt people. So me and you haven't been able to fucking do an in-person goddamn recording because this is getting worse because we're you know being cautious and shit like that, and yet. There's going to be people like if I were to post again about how I fucking lost my job again because of this bullshit because you people won't wear a mask. How many people like more? I'm going to get more comments on there about people saying like, oh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. And it's because our government's fucking stupid because all the left wing bullshit. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking? No, it's because you motherfucker won't wear a mask like you're not special. Sorry, you're not special. You're not some God being or God divine pick being, you're not special of where this disease is like, Oh, don't touch that person. Don't affect that person's livelihood whatsoever. Just wear the yeah, fucking mask. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, God. I think your major point, man. Another, <laughs> another thing though, that I want to point out about this. No, <laughs> no, you're fine. But something that needs to be pointed out too, because this is not being talked about in the news. It has barely been mentioned, 
But as of November 16th, and this is the article, uh, I shouldn't say as of November 16th, um, from an article on November 16th, 2020, and this is going to be something that that I'm still upset about and I'm still reeling from, especially with people saying that this pandemic is fake. And I'm just going to read the exact article. So that way I don't fudge anything by accident, not meaning to. Um, and it's from currentargus.com. And and this is this is news. So um if if any of you might know this, um Geronimo has still a lot of family descendants from Geronimo still are alive. Um, however, sadly, Harlan Geronimo, uh, the great grandson of Geronimo, um, died of COVID-19 recently. I learned of the death of this prominent Chiricara Muscular Apache man, great grandson of the medicine man Geronimo from a friend. He was 73. This article is written by Sherry Robinson, by the way. He's now one of some 1,200 New Mexicans and more than 245,000 Americans to die from the virus. Harlan, a man of strong convictions, is now silenced. Like each victim, he leaves a tear in his family fabric that cannot be mended. A tear, excuse me. As tragic as this is, it's more tragic that the death rate just keeps rocketing upward when we know how to control the virus. Scientists and doctors have provided plenty of information, but like an alarm clock, it doesn't do you any good if you don't listen to them. Um, this is something that was uh, that I found out about just a few days ago. I think the actual day of uh, it, it, the news was released on it. And a lot of... And it isn't just Apache, but a lot of indigenous people and reservations have been affected very severely by COVID. And I and I we reported a little bit back that back a few months back when when the campaign trail for this election started and and part of Trump's campaign trail went through um, I think it was Lakota uh, reservation Lakota land and yeah. you know addressed it then that one of the biggest issues is that indigenous people are being severely affected by this virus. One, because the government has and still continues to fail to support and help out these reservations with proper funding and also proper resources and the and just the medical attention that is needed in general. But there's just a severe lack of ignorance and willful forgettability and blindness to this it's and and what just frustrates me here is that and in no way am i trying to take from take away from anybody who has lost somebody but what does frustrate me here is that there's all these people that are still saying that the virus is fake that they ain't afraid of no covid that they treat the covid thing as a joke like it's not a big deal and it's it's just such an asinine thing and makes me so angry that there's a legitimate pandemic and virus going around that it makes me think of the Salem witch trials when they would blame supposed women who were supposedly witches and men um, for polluting and poisoning crops when really there was this fungus called black uh, there was black in the rye um, that poisoned those crops and there was a legitimate science that explained it and even though they were able to explain and show that there was this fungus, they were still saying, no, it's it's made up. It, it's all due to, to witchcraft. And instead, in a modern setting, we're not blaming, you know, witches. You know, we're not blaming, you know, some sort of real or non-real mysticism. We're instead saying it's a government thing. Um, yep. 
even if it is a government thing, even if it was a government virus that they decided to unleash on their own civilization, which going to put this disclaimer out there, we're not saying that at all. I'm just more so pandering to people who think that's the case. Yeah, um, the fucking cons- wackos. The, wack- the fact of the is. matter is, it's still a fucking virus, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Put on the mask. It's like, um, okay, how about if you're saying it's because it's of the government because you're so anti-government, how about you actually be anti-government and wear the fucking mask so the government fails its fucking thing? You know then, what I mean? And, and, and don't I think, play into yeah. don't play into their hand, and you're playing into their hand by not wearing the fucking mask. And and I think this is well, well no, Cody. If you if you wear the mask, you're playing into their hand. But oh, <laughs> that's okay. the mindset. Oh, sorry. That's the that's the mindset. No, dying. That's the dying mindset is of these loons against the government, of, right? Of these of these nut yeah. jobs who 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 just who can't do one simple thing who can't do one simple fucking thing man and it's not and i'm not talking about like people where like you just accidentally forget you know like i'm talking to people that are we obviously are talking people that make conscious decisions here but uh i think this is like taking up enough to actually be our hate for the week you know i I, we weren't gonna make yeah that's what i was gonna say too but you know what as we're talking about it i'm like i'm like this these are some things that need to be said man and i wanted to share this news as well because i know it's not being talked about it's being talked about enough there's so many things that happen to indigenous people and reservations that is never talked about enough in general that this was sadly and tragically was appropriate enough that it should be mentioned. And then coming back to, you know, our hearts go out again to Calvin Klein from Mixed Kid Fridays and our hearts go out to anyone who has lost someone during COVID um, or to COVID. We, we, uh, you yeah. know, our hearts go out to you. We are, we are really sorry that you are not only having to deal with losing somebody to it, but also having to do with, with idiots that are still running around saying that this thing is fake. Um, you know, it's, it's oh, yeah. just, it's, just a, it's a really frustrating time to have a podcast and to yeah. have to try to come to it every single episode because we say it every time we're like we can't make our hate this week about covid we got to talk about something that isn't covid man we got to talk about something entertaining like it's hard it's hard not yeah. to i mean because facts and matter is is that covid affects everybody it's been affecting everybody. it's affected us like you, you've already went over the reasons why i'm not going to go over those again yeah but you know and it's also affected you know bands that we've had on like i've already talked about it's affected you the listener yeah. and, and more likely in some sort of way it's affected you and our hearts go out to you you know i know that probably that statement doesn't hold a lot of weight because there's not much it can do but you know just just know that we we are sorry that whatever however this has negatively affected you has affected you um some of you i have had the pleasure to get to know and have had the honor to get to talk to and and hear some of your stories especially most recently and it's just it's just i, I don't want to make it any longer any longer about covid i just i'm sorry that you, everybody has yes. had to suffer from this in, in some sort of way. Um, and if you haven't had to suffer in any way, if you've been fortunate enough that no one's gotten sick in your life or has come into contact with somebody who has COVID, even the littlest sense, you need, I, I'm going to implore you to be, to look more into yourself, to search within yourself and realize how fortunate and how privileged and how lucky you are. And if that statement alone makes you angry, then I'm going to implore you to even more take a step back and really think about what's making you angry here and, and really look inside yourself because that's a toxic mindset to have my friend. And, and that, fix that's yourself. fix, fix <laughs> yourself, pure and simple. Um, we, we need to get off the soapbox. What, what we were going to talk about was yeah. just like, like the Trump supporters, how they all freaked out and started protesting yeah, fucking... at the Trump protests. And, and, and I'll say it like this. 
I said it to the people who protested when Hillary lost. And I'm going to say the same thing to you because I poked just as much fun at them as I'm going to do yeah. you. And that's this. Um, stop being a bunch of babies. You're embarrassing your entire political party more than it has already been embarrassed. And grow up. The end. Yeah. Yeah. You lost. Yeah, you lost. Get over it. <laughs> you that's all. Can't, you can't yeah. bitch you can't bitch about everyone else protesting and then decide to be hypocrites and go do it yourself and not expect to get shit thrown exactly you. like especially if you're kneeling you fucking hypocritical plots well we'll get into another <laughs> point other thing i want to throw out really quick um if anybody on this show who listens to the show who listens to the show uh knows anyone that was on i-25 here in colorado the day it happened and caught and was part of that protest you can play this part of the audio um you made my drive back your mom's from a, a hoe your mom's a hoe and you made my drive back from a guitar <laughs> lesson i was giving uh an hour longer than it would have been and i severely hope that your poops for the next remaining year are as fiery and as painful as possible <laughs> and your mom's a hoe and your mom's a hoe <laughs> your mom's a hoe <laughs> your mom's a hoe oh and, and your dad's a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so god is fucking stupid and, i really i kind of hope we get an yeah. email from one of those so protesters it's like you don't know what we're fighting for and i'm like no because <laughs> we're totally gonna roast that shit live totally it's gonna happen yeah it's going down fascism <laughs> the nazi <laughs> Um, but let's turn this carriage around (laughs) let's turn this carriage of negativity around and let's and let's aim it towards the land of positivity so here's what we're going to talk about and it's a thanks that we want to give out as well so the thing that we love this week is Mm -hmm. the crew that works on the show that's that's right leo amaya Haley, and aaron have been superstars and have stuck on with the show and have put in a lot of work and have kept the show running i mean there was points during this pandemic that were really hard to keep going and just me and cody got to the point where we had to look at ourselves and we're like look you know we're we're now in more of a leader position you know we got to be we got to self-manage each other far better because you know these these amazing people that have jumped on the show are looking to us for guidance and so we did that you know and 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 as we were talking you know, just kind of not that it's never hit us, not that we've never appreciated anybody on this crew. I mean, you you could ask anybody that's worked on the show and they'll tell you how jarringly genuine I can even be uh, when it comes to appreciating everything they do. But this could be the point like, OK, hey, fucking get it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Just end it. <laughs> Okay, now I feel like you're being an asshole about it. <laughs> now, now I do think you're pandering. <laughs> um, but legitimately, no, so, yeah, no, thank you guys all. Like, yeah, uh, they we, honestly, like, honestly, like, go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Okay, I was gonna say, honestly, like me, we wouldn't be where we're at right now without them. Like, we wouldn't be here without all of the entire crew the entire punk rock horror podcast family and everything they've helped us out a lot like honestly they've they've helped like set us straight and everything and like and helped keep this podcast going like we would not be it would be 
I don't know. I don't think we'd be at where we're at without them. <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, they've helped out so much and they've done so much for us and done so much for this podcast. Like they're amazing. Honestly, I agree, man. Like there's a, like, so I kind of want to talk about some of the exploits that a lot of our crew have been doing. So Leo, um, you know, right now we, he's, he's just, he was a powerhouse throughout a lot of the audio you know he not only did he like teach us and show us some like cool things to keep in mind when we're recording and you know took the helm of just being the editor and chief and editor for all of our content um you know he was he recently like changed jobs and was starting to work you know these extra long shifts but was still editing audio for us way late at night when he should already be in bed you know and and the dude was just, it's just a powerhouse when it comes to work ethic. Like honestly, yeah. uh, 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 Leo as the name, like his actual name is Leo. And when I think of Leo, I mean, obviously like it's derived from like uh, Leonidas or like you think of a lion and whatnot. And like, that's, nice. that's what he is. He's, he's the king of the audio <laughs> jungle, man. Like he, he just, uh, anytime we throw anything at him, he's like, I got it. Give me whatever you got just throw it at me. I'll take care of it. And like, he was, he's always on time with getting that audio out. Um, the reason the audio, like, uh, yeah, what, the, if you want to know the truth, the reason why the, this November, the audio came out weirdly is because we gave him time off and I took over. So I was like <laughs> trying to catch up on everything. And I was like, Oh no, everything's off time now. So the, uh, Leo dude, uh, is, is just, he's the best again, check him out. He has his own Instagram, his own stuff. And by the way, he doesn't exclusively edit audio for us. He also works with, cause he's in California, does a lot of work with a lot of California bands, but will work with just about anybody. I'm not saying he's taking work now, but please check him out hit him up the dude knows what he's talking about big boots studio is his name on instagram and his link is in our episode notes below um haley yeah. you know haley she uh, lives up I was in gonna say, i gotta go ahead man go I ahead say, i gotta throw one one last little shout out for leo like i really appreciated like what he did with uh with the audio around my engagement when i just talked about it mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty great oh that yeah was, he he gave awesome. you he gave like, you so much shit <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so uh, who did the recording? <laughs> like, and he, and, he, and he grilled you so hard about it. And I'm just like, I'm like, that's why we chose him to be our editor in chief. Like, he's the one guy that has enough guts to, like, come up to the, to the people that he was, you know, because he did come on the show originally as a fan and just come to you. And he's like, dude, your audio was was awful like and he said that about your own engagement <laughs> video like that is the type of like guts that we want on the show you know that is the type of like actual honest feedback that we want so right on <laughs> yeah i know it's just like look man i'm just i'm working with a, an iphone okay and it's an old iphone and it's come on <laughs> and he's just like ah oh, okay that makes sense just like even just still just like <laughs> And, then, and like the other two cameras that were supposed to be going ended up not working so <laughs> yeah dude has a great sense of humor again shout out to leo check out big boot studio um other exploits i want to point out um Haley, she works at you know it, she doesn't work she lives in the netherlands but she works on the show as an intern and jumped on and helped with a lot of reaching out to sponsors and reaching out to bands and getting us more engaged in that sense and get us more engaged to, in you know, more of the indie music scene too, and knowing what's going on there and has just been great with helping out from such a far distance within Colorado um, as well, you know, kind of same, same within Leo being in the distance sense, but like she's 
anytime that we have anything that she that, that's needed that um, whether it is about audio or whether it is about getting content out or whether it is reaching out to bands, reaching out to sponsors, you know, she's excited and she jumps to it every single time. Um, even if she's sick, she always comes back and jumps on it and reaches out and is constantly talking to sponsors, constantly trying to, you know, engage and get, make some deals done. And, you know, mm. she, she did, she hit the ground running with it and, and doesn't get a lot of credit. And I want to make sure she does get more credit because she absolutely deserves it. So Haley, shout out to you. Um, yeah, Haley, they're killing it. And uh, Amaya as well. <laughs> Amaya has worked closely with me all year and has helped me every single step of the way. Whenever we, whether when we were in person, has helped set up cameras, has helped set up audio, has helped make things run smoothly for recordings, would drive all the way an hour and a half out just to be part of at least two hours worth of recording, maybe even just an hour just to drive all the way back down, you know, to Denver, you know, Amaya is, is honestly an MVP. She's been, she kicks so much ass when it comes to anything. She's been on top of it with promotion recently. She's taken recently taken over that part of uh, the podcast, the behind the scenes work. And um, honestly, it, it has some of the best attitude I've ever seen. Not saying that like Leo or Haley or no one else doesn't, but like anytime that she gets stressed out and I can tell that there's been times where she's been a little overwhelmed, she still just like brushes it off her shoulder, has a smile, laughs through it, laughs through it and, and, and comes out on top. You know, she does all the book reviews. She's reading all these books and typing up a lot of reviews and sending them to me. And it's really me that just needs to put them up on the website and you know what? She's just, again, she's just this powerhouse. Also came on as an intern and has just been knocking out every single thing that we've not just been showing her and teaching her, but has also just taken on and has just been running with, you know? And so shout out to you, Maya. And, and uh, we want to give a, a, a somewhat special shout out to to Aaron here. Um, Aaron McGarry, mm-hmm. our Snow White Horror Princess herself, the Paranormal Princess herself, um, Zach Baggins, the number one fan club herself. Um, <laughs> You know, she was, she was, yeah, she was technically, she was the first guest that we've ever had on for the show. She was the very first one. Yeah. And I've talked with her so much in interview, Cody. And, you know, I've told her, I was like, Hey, you know, like if, if you ever feel like that is coming too much, you you know, you you don't have to keep doing this. I'd rather you enjoy doing this than not doing it. And every single, every single time I say anything like that or something similar to that, she just comes back and tells me, you know, I love what you're doing. I love what you guys got going and I want to help however I can. She was one of the first people that wasn't, you know, an immediate person in our, in either of our respective lives that saw the potential in us and what we're doing. And, you know, has decided to just help out the show and behind the scenes, you know, when you gave her her own show, but she sadly had to step away due to health issues. And she's still fighting the good fight with that. And there's days where, you know, I can follow her posts and she's just struggling with not even being able to go out and do what she can, but she's still willing to be part of the show. And she's still willing to help with behind the scenes stuff and is, she's been a big part of the Patreon recently and has been helping out there, has been helping out with the merch site and helping us get more promotion for that. You know, she's a big shout out to her because there were so many reasons why she could have said that she didn't want to keep doing it, whether it was because of her health or whether it was because of the pandemic or anything else. And she still saw it as a priority. She still saw it as something she wanted to be part of. And, you know, when she, and I remember that conversation when she said that she wasn't sure if she can even keep going with the show, 
you know, she isn't sure what that means. I told her, I was like, look, you know, it de- if you don't want it to be, it doesn't have to be an end all. You leave the podcast, but if you do want to leave and you need to for your health, we understand that and we support it 100%. We got your back. And she's the one that came back and said, well, no, yeah, like if I can still be part of it, I'd love to. I'd love to hop out in any way I can. So even though like, her, you know, mm-hmm. she's fighting with her own body and, you know, she's trying to survive during this pandemic, she's still staying on the show and she's still helping out however we can. So that's what we love this week. We love every single one on the show that has been helping keep the behind the scenes stuff running and keep things moving because not only does has that helped out the show immensely, but it's helped me and Cody refocus and refocus on our fundamentals and be like, look, now we got people that want to work with us that are like-minded that want to see the show explode. They want to see it grow. They want to see this momentum continue. And so we never, you know, I like to go by the, the motto in life, you know, never expect anything, but appreciate everything. And sure as hell, we appreciate everybody on the show that keeps the lights moving, keeps the lights on and keeps the wheels moving. So thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Seriously. Love you guys so much. Absolutely. You know what? That this is the whole episode. Fuck our movie yeah. reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Motel Hell. I'll share their points with the listeners. We're like, oh my God, just fucking do your movies. <laughs> no, I know. And listeners, thank you so much for putting up with us as we go in our little soapboxes here. Um, we really, we really do just want you to know how much work goes into keep the show running because you're also a big part of this and we love the hell out of you. And we just want y'all know to know how much work goes into it because you deserve to know because you're big supporters of the show and we do the show for listeners like you. Um, we're constantly getting better at this. So thank you to you as well. Yeah. No, thank you guys so much. Cause it's, uh, we wouldn't be doing all this if it wasn't for you and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the listeners and everything either. Like if we wouldn't be, we, if we didn't have listeners, we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like, I mean, so, I mean, we more than likely would be doing it. it because we love talking about horror in general, but seeing how many of you have, <laughs> yeah. you know, responded to it and received us and still, love us even when we're dramatic and on soapboxes or we're being funny with our dumb dick poop jokes like it 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 means (laughs) it's an added motivation it's more motivation to keep pushing forward and you know when we have these moments of like self-doubt of like if what we have is actually respectable in any manner or whatever we think of you listeners and we think of what the show does and what it does for you and yeah we just uh, we we just want to get better that's purely what it comes down to yeah yeah like okay let's hear about the fucking movies yeah (laughs) let's jump into it so i um i'm really excited to talk about mine um if you don't mind if i go first that is because i I think yeah because i'm pretty sure you went first last time because we did yeah uh, yeah because we did what was it we did uh the haunt and um hell house llc yeah and uh yeah Mm -hmm still fantastic movies if you haven't checked both of those movies out still what's wrong with you get on it check them out they're fantastic films yeah. again haunt is on shutter they're over there and uh hell house llc is on amazon prime should still be there at the time of this recording check them out um but jumping into it so my movie i am absolutely excited to talk about one because this is actually a movie that i fell in love with when you know i was back in like middle school or high school and it was like being played on ifc midnight when they were you know when they show all their horror movies and whatnot 
And so this is this is an absolute treasure of time. And I really hope it doesn't. It's another movie that I don't want to be forgotten, but I know it's not talked about enough. And it is so poignant to our Tuesday discussion that which to remind you again, our Tuesday was all about Robert Picton, uh, the serial, the Canada's notorious serial killer, the pig farmer. And so really <laughs> we we i had to be careful with that i didn't want to get like the actual like the suey and just like destroy the ears of our listeners yeah, so i just said yeah, fucking that was such a but wasn't that such a fucked up story though the fucking police dropping the ball hard hard during that entire case i'm pretty like, sure they Jesus. dropped it so hard they probably created a big enough crater to have grand canyon part two probably i mean they dropped the ball so hard with that with robert Pickton that he changed the entire system of how the canadian police like how the entire vancouver police department like run missing persons if you want to know more go back and listen to the robert Pickton episode <laughs> yeah with our special guest uh christine from obliterate podcast shout out to her again as well thank you to to you christine and obliterate podcast for coming on and, and hanging out with us and and talking about robert pinkton with us yeah seriously that was so much fun she was awesome she was so much fun to have on here i'm sure she was just like sick the whole time just been like it can't get any worse and then it does yeah i know that's <laughs> the thing about that's the whole thing about the story You're like okay and then he gets caught and then this happened. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it just kept going. Yeah. So if you were paying attention, I already said the name of what I was doing a little bit earlier. But yes, so my movie I decided to do is 1980s Motel Hell. A seemingly friendly farmer and his sister kidnap unsuspecting travelers and bury them alive, using them to create the special meat they are famous for. Does this sound familiar yet? Directed by Kevin Connor. I wonder Con- what it was. <laughs> Directed by Kevin Connor, <laughs> written by Robert Jaffe and Stephen Charles Jaffe. Stars Rory Calhoun, Paul Link, and Nancy Parsons. Um, so, again, fantastic movie. And th- I'm going to tell you all right now, that this is you're either going to get churned off by how ridiculous the this schlock of a b-horror movie is or you're going to love it like i did and appreciate it for what it is i showed this to uh to lauren and and my friend nick and and lauren lauren got really into it and and our friend i shouldn't say my friend because he's our friend our friend nick and i showed him the movie and he (laughs) and he's like and you know i'm gonna make this a pro really quick this is the movie where you could start it halfway in and still get somebody intrigued by what's going on and have no idea. He that's what happened with Nick. I I had him tune in at the last like 30 minutes of this ep- of this movie. He watched it with me and he's like I have no idea what's going on, but there's a chainsaw fight and that's all I really needed. <laughs> <laughs> sold and i'm like hell yeah (laughs) so um jumping into it so yeah this movie um if you go to any any site that's already reviewing it you're probably going to see a similar like pro like this but it's one that still should be made for it because it's a very apparent and appropriate one but uh this movie is definitely like a parody of films like texas chainsaw and the last house on the left where it's providing the aesthetic of the appreciation of like the killer farmer theme you know, because that's, I mean, that's what it is. It's this motel that's ran by a farmer. Um, 
And so keep in mind, this is like 1980s. There's going to be some things that I point out that probably don't seem as modern or seem a little weird in a modern setting. So just keep that in mind of the time frame, because this this movie was probably I haven't looked in the trivia yet, but it was probably made in like at least 1978, 1979, something like that. Um, and then yeah. came out in 1980. Um, but anyways, so going more forward, we're opened to just the like this this grindhouse type of style because it's a, that's the time you know that's the time it came out and whatnot and we're, sh- we're we're basically shown early on you know that the surprise you know there's no surprise that rory calhoun who plays uh vincent smith and nancy parsons who plays sister ida smith um you know they're they're farmers they run this motel and you know they they kill people and they turn them into their famous smoked meats and so like there's not really that much substance other than just like getting to know the characters and whatnot and then we're introduced early on to uh what is considered our female protagonist of the movie um, known as Terry uh, played by Nina Axelrod, which by the way is the best like WWE diva wrestling name I could ever think of. Like, like, you know, Axelrod. <laughs> it just like come, like all come down the rockway, like the the runway with like actual Axelrod, like an actual Axelrod as her weapon, right? Like maybe she has like some grease on her face. I don't know. Like I'm I'm imagining this diva wrestler to be a mechanic for some reason, probably because last name is Axelrod. It just by the way, I like the theme music that I picked for her. It's just a heavier Jeopardy music. Like <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. Trebek. Mr. Trebek, R.I.P. <laughs> here's nita to bring the axle to your rod and then just like hits like when the male wrestlers (laughs) and the chalk with it (laughs) oh yeah for some reason it's now randy savage (laughs) she could have been the fucking manager for uh uh heavy machinery if they didn't break them up best ah, best on that one but yeah <laughs> best last name ever axelrod um so so we're we're, we're open to the scene of her uh riding on the motorcycle with her boyfriend um and vincent you know throws out a spike trap and you know uh pops the tires of the motorcycle they crash um scene ends there fades out fades back to nina axelord again Best last name ever, playing as a role as Terry, uh, waking up the next day, and the cheesy dialogue and the character interaction is so, so soap opera like that you gotta appreciate it. Like it's you, you kind of end up enjoying it more than anything. Like it's so dumb at first that you're just like, okay, I know what this movie this is gonna be. But then it goes from yeah. being dumb to just being hilarious because there's this there's, the whole scene that plays out is Terry finding out that her boyfriend was buried, you know, mm-hmm. and he's legitimately buried to be made into meat. It's obviously like that's kind of like the hidden like morbid joke. But like she just wakes up, she's like, "Where's where's my boyfriend?" Like I don't even think the boyfriend gets a name. I don't even remember if he was ever given a name in the movie. Like he's not given a lot of screen time. So she's like, "Where's my boyfriend?" And Vincent Smith, you know, the played by Rory Calhoun, is just like, "Is like, oh, he died." And she's like, "Okay, I want to see him." 
oh, well, you can't see him. He's I already buried him. It's too late now. And she's like, and then she's just like, oh, okay. And just like, that's it. It's it so like the, you know, the officer, you know, the cop is just like, do you, do you want me to take her to the station? See if she has any family, you know, whatnot. And, you know, Vince is just like, no, nah, no, nah, she's fine. She's, you know, we, we can take care of her from now on. And just like Terry's cool with it. Like, she's like, okay, I guess I work on a farm slash motel now. Like, do, like, like, what the fuck? Like any other modern movie or any other, not even a modern movie, like any other female protagonist would be like, fuck you. I didn't decide I want to work on this fucking farm. Like my boyfriend's fucking dead, you know? Like, I want to go home, but she's just like, eh, all right, I'm a farmer now. So, like, so, like, the motivation is vapid at best, but, like, I'll get more into that a little later. But, like, this the dialogue that'll happen between them every now and then is so fucking weird. It just, like, like, and I'm going to use this example a lot, like, fever dream-like that, like, like, you just got to appreciate it for, for the exact schlockiness that it is. So, um, as the movie continues on, you know, Rory Calhoun is, is needs to be noted is just absolutely delightful in the role of Vincent Smith. You know, like uh, this dude, like he really just nails like the psychotic cannibalistic farmer and the parody of that perfectly. And, and you know, I, I, I'm going to bring up a scene little near the end of my review here that really kind of nails this in even more. But the, the first example I do want to give, though, is like, again, still early on in the movie, there's this like, you know, family with these two little kids who are running around who are getting into things that they shouldn't like go into the actual butcher shed that they use to like cut up all the human bodies. And so like, they get scared by like the hanging pig carcasses, and, you know, run out screaming. And, you know, Ida Smith, she pops out of a barrel with like an actual pig's head on top of her head and scares them even more and so like they run into the car and they're just like they're like crying freaking out in this car and you know the parents don't do anything they're just like they're like da yep that's our two little daughters they tend to just do that all the time like i don't know whatever they're like go is going in their mind but they don't do anything rory calhoun as vincent smith the farmer comes up to the kids as they're in the car and just like makes it worse by going just like like scares them even more (laughs) and just like the parents still don't do anything and are totally cool with it like they're just like all right we'll be on our way then as like the kids in the background are like having the worst traumatic experience of their entire life seeing just hanging pig carcasses and now this scary six foot one farmer screaming at them for no reason and the parents are just like "Ah, that's the 80s you know (laughs) like so you're just like okay whatever man like if if it was any other parent i feel like they'd be like dude what the fuck is wrong with you why are you scaring my kids like that you think that's appropriate to treat your guests this way like no they're just like ah we hate our daughters anyways like if if murder wasn't illegal we would get away from my kids before i call the cops yeah like so but anyways no like they're cool with it but i still love rory calhoun like the dude's great i i love him in in the role so anyways uh movie continues on we're like eventually they're just getting more you know tenants coming in and out and they're you know tricking them and killing these tenants burying them which by the way uh i want to give a real quick shout out to this so the way that they kill and and ferment and get all these uh bodies ready is that they literally bury their victims underground like their actual cabbages you know and will cut out the throat the vocal gland and 
so they're like all so they're just gargling you know and we'll put sacks over them and let them ferment in the ground while feeding them with with a feeding tube and it's just so well thought out and so bonkers of how that it works that like you can't help but kind of appreciate the intuitiveness like and how much they thought it out but anyways uh Movies continuing on, and and one group that gets killed is this band, and the band's name is Ivan and the Terribles, and it's a great band name. It does absolutely <laughs> nothing for the film in any way whatsoever. I just more so want it to be known that that's a great band name. I've looked it up, not owned by anyone, and so if anybody out there wants to create a band called Ivan and the Terribles, I would love to hear your you know music. Um, so just one. It would that- have to be death. It would have to be Russian death metal folk music. That's all they would could only play. <laughs> Maybe with a little prog metal in there. <laughs> yeah. It is but it has I. To be mostly Russian folk songs. <laughs> it is I, Ivan and the Terribles. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, but one pro that does affect this movie that is worth it is that, again, the ridiculous nature in which Vincent and Ida Smith run and make their kills for the meat in this film does take away some of the terror, but it replaces it with this wonder for the weird and wanting for more. Like you get, like you see them just working on this garden that's just like really thought out of like how to like make people, you know, ferment and grow into meat, which I kind of, I've already thrown enough on it, but I just really want to just kind of like, make that the example of like this movie capitalizes on weird and unconventional and that's really a big portion of why you should invest in this movie um i mean there's things where like again some of the cons i'm gonna point out is like there's some weird like loopholes within the story that should matter more like there's this red flag there's a lot of red flags that like pop up at this picnic scene that terry's having with the cop and vincent and ida smith you know and there's one moment where like you know i like terry's just like vincent how do you know how like how is your meat so good how do you do it and he's like he's like oh my grandmother she smoked everything you know she she knew how to smoke anything and everything whether it was frogs or chickens or pigs she smoked anything and then like they go into like it's supposed to be seen where it shows more of like how psychotic there are and it kind of nails it but again with like this movie just being weird in general then goes to this talk to be like like yep and i remember grandma she just she she hated that dog that dog drove her crazy and told me one day to get rid of that dog and i sure did i i i really got rid of it you know and just like and then they talk about like how they fight like he like she killed the fucking dog and smoked it and like made her made the whole family eat the smoked dog and they're just like and like ida and vincent and like the cop are just like (laughs) oh good times back on the farm you know (laughs) (laughs) you're just like and just like terry's just the only one that's just like what <laughs> so that's not right. And then it continues. Oh yeah, more. back in my day, we used to eat all the dogs. <laughs> and so, and then it continues on even more, where Ida's just like, I just like, yeah, if you really want to know what the recipe is, you know, it's and like try to talk about what the secret ingredient is, and then fucking Vincent just like fucking punches her in the side, like just like square, like Charlie horse in the side, just like. Ugh! you know kind of like and it's a real kind of like like actual it all if, if it wasn't choreographed and i knew it was choreographed i would swear it was real type of punch yeah. you know 
And so in reality, like, he actually did because he's like he was just super just, pissed off with that actress. Right. He's like, you got my fucking coffee wrong. <laughs> you dare overstage me. <laughs> yeah. I am the star. <laughs> and so like and so like he's just like really pissed off of her in the moment. And again, just like red flags popping up here. And Terry's like, oh, well, I guess they're just a quirky people. Like, you know, it, the cop then like after that scene, like takes her out onto the lake and it's just like, oh, they love each other, but they show it in a weird way. And I was just, and Terry's like, mm, okay, whatever. And I'm like, Terry, you're just making me hate you more and more. Like red flags are popping up all over around you. And you're like choosing to add to the like dumb blonde stereotype. Like, like, why <laughs> but, um then there's this like why do you do this why do you got to keep making me angry why why do you got to make me hope you get murdered you're a bad protagonist right now <laughs> yeah. um and then there's another so there's there's another like group of tenants that can end up coming and so like i had to like remember parts this, this is where i'm going to talk about where it gets a little weird so and, and where it seems a little out of place so there's this there's these two this couple that come and they're kinksters slash swingers and they're an odd element to throw in the movie at at the moment but bring an added sense of like appropriate weird that's already like within the film but i had to remember that like back in the 70s and 80s there was a real like uh what is it uh what um renaissance of like kink culture so it wasn't too outside the norm when you know like a couple of kink you know kinky people or people who are kink enthusiasts would just go to Mattel to rent a room to do kink stuff you know and like I'm not going to try to act out what they do because the scene in itself is worth investing in and seeing how it plays out but they're just such an odd couple and they're so weird at how they you know act and interact with you know Vincent and Ida thinking that Vincent and Ida being brother and sister are going to like come in and have a four-way with them like it's just it's it's such a humorous and weird thing to act in that if you would start the movie from that point would look like an early on kind of like hangover s you know that you know shenanigans type of like movie and so like i just wanted to make that kind of a point because it definitely like it really nails it on the weird so um but again i got to bring back a, a, another con then it's my cons are mostly around terry for one terry's motivations throughout the film are either non-existent or just extremely vapid you know she just kind of like accepts within a week that her boyfriend's dead and starts falling in love with vincent smith you know the old farmer which by the way i'm not going to shame any any individual who has the thing for older men because her boyfriend in the movie is also old like technically like the like he's portrayed to be older you know while she's younger so it's whatever you know that's that's fine um but you falling in love with the dude who just like doesn't let you see your boyfriend punches his sister out of nowhere is like cool talking about how they killed you know the family dog and ate them like kind of makes me hate the shit out of you because terry you're a fucking moron and as a viewer you're either gonna end up loving her or ending up hating her depending on how you your appreciation for vapid heroines because there there really isn't a lot of motivation for why she does anything she just kind of accepts everything for what it is you know she doesn't try to leave this farm she doesn't try to contact any other family she's just on her own at this farm and maybe that's what her character was meant to be but that dialogue is like never included within the film and that's always something that i just but that's bugged me about it but hasn't made me like hate it enough that i don't want to like invest in the movie um Mm. so there's also 
this one scene in the movie that I'm kind of, I'm trying to figure out how I want to talk about, but I'm going to come back to it. So there's a point in the movie where Terry though goes and like goes tubing with Ida. And so Ida pulls out a razor to make, to pop her own tube to make it seem like she's drowning. Cause Ida tells Terry, you know, I don't know how to swim. And then Terry comes to save Ida in the water. And so Ida tries to drown Terry. And so eventually, you know, she, you know, Terry passes out from the instant comes back. Vincent Smith saves her, brings her back from her consciousness. She's in this bed with Ida right next to her and Vincent right above her. And Ida's just like, I'm so sorry, Terry. I didn't mean to do that. And it's like, this is the point of the movie where it gets a little weird. It becomes more like this odd element of soap opera mixed in, which gives this horror film like an odd sense of like a fever dream because like there's these scenes where like, you know, they're slitting vocal cords out of these people that they're burying and butchering them alive, you know? And then there's moments where like Terry's just like, Vincent, I love you. I want to marry you. Where like Ida is just like plotting in the background, trying to learn how to kill Terry. Like soon I'll get you my pretty kind of thing, you know? It's just like, it's just such a weird like yeah. soap opera vibe that you just kind of like appreciate it a bit more because of it, honestly. And so, you know, with that in mind, in that exact scene where Ida's trying to make it up to Terry and it's just like trying to apologize, you know, they're all sharing champagne because Vincent and, and Terry just got married, which, yeah, that's a whole thing in this movie. They end up getting married in the movie. So that's adds into my soap opera example even more so. But okay. like, but like Ida poisons the champagne, right? But the champagne glasses are completely transparent. And she basically just puts green food coloring in this champagne glass and then pours the champagne in and i'm like okay well it's i'm like they probably like edit it out and just put in actual champagne so it just looks like champagne nope it's green colored champagne and you can clearly tell <laughs> and it's just such a huge loophole that the blatant ignorance of his execution with this within the scene of itself is kind of a pro because like like you could tell that terry could look at this glass of green liquid and be like and look at the rest of the other glasses yeah, and know that it's that it, yeah, no, that's the only different colored one. And just be like, eh, this is on the up and up, and just like drinks it anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's you, like he's probably like, Oh, you knew I loved Apple Teeny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just like, she's like, Oh, green, my favorite color. <laughs> just just streaks it but like you can tell that she can tell it's green there's no way she couldn't see that it wasn't green much less see that like ida poisoned you know put poison in a glass right in front of her so like it's stuff like that that's probably going to irritate a lot of normal viewers of horror but those that really love the schlock the b-horror moviness you're going to appreciate it for it because it's such a blatant like ballsy thing to keep in the movie that that you gotta love it man like uh, honestly you gotta love it um and so also i really want to give a shout out to nancy parsons who plays ida smith she is like a hidden gem in this movie aside from like some choreographed scenes like there's this one scene where she's fighting with the cop because the cop catches on to them and what they're doing later on in the movie and like this is after like the whole poisoning scene um you know she or the drugging scene whatever uh she's fighting with the cop and it's supposed to show her like kicking him 
but the way it's filmed doesn't show her foot or any sort of kicking, but she's doing the head movement of what you would do if you were like doing a choreographed mm. kick, you know? Yeah. So, so it more so looks like she's fighting him with telekinesis more Gah. than anything. Like, Gah. Gah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like scenes like that that are just so ridiculous that you're just like, so if I eat enough human meat, I can eventually learn to use telekinesis. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you unlock the rest of the percentage of your brain <laughs> that's what it is there's there's a secret society of cannibals that don't want us to learn that fact <laughs> yep um so but, they're like make it illegal <laughs> make it illegal <laughs> so like yeah but i like ida like ida smith uh, nancy parsons ida smith she does she really dives into this role and really hams it up when it needs to be hammed up and it's just a perfect ida like she does so good in this role and rory calhoun again he deserves a lot of praise for his role as vincent but i want to make sure just as much praise goes to nancy parsons for her role as ida like she's such she's just so like you know petty and you know just like conniving that like you can you can relate with her you know she's she's like the dwight Schrute of like you know this, this motel you know and if you don't like that comparison use any other comparison of whatever favorite character you love who's petty you know and conniving you know she she fits that bill and she fits it in such a hammy way you know no pun intended that that you just it, she makes the other half of this movie in my opinion um the overall movie that you're the overall feeling you're going to get with this movie is that it's it's that this hits on nostalgia you know there's this feeling you get when letting this movie set in that it's like it's like chicken soup horror like it's familiar and nostalgic but because of its execution of the theme that it's playing within and that it, you know the story's telling it's instead a stoop containing fake human parts and goofy death scenes you know like so mm-hmm. i and, and that's what i love about this movie um as the movie wraps up, you know, we you get to the point where like the cop catches on and is trying to save Terry before she gets turned into human me. And so, you know, Vincent finally loses it and, you know, comes out, you know, from the back of the butcher shed, you know, with this huge, long, you know, lumberjack chainsaw and with the pig head, uh, you know, on his head and has having a chainsaw dual wield fight with the cop and you're just like this movie has it all you know (laughs) like like and it's and they really do like it's not like a few like a swipes with a chainsaw like they're literally all over the place dropping chainsaws picking chainsaws back up deadlocking with chainsaws and vincent's you know roy calhoun's just like having this maniacal joker-esque laugh the entire time and it, it just the scene is so bonkers and over the top you're just like this is the chainsaw fight scene we've been wanting with Leatherface and Ash Williams for the longest time, you know, like, and they're, just, and they're just going at it, dude. And so like, eventually, you know, Vincent gets defeated by the cop and whatnot. And this scene and this scene in the movie, if this scene doesn't make you laugh or sell you, then nothing's going to say on the scene. And you're going to have to see it for yourself, listener. But as, as Vincent, you know, is like giving his last final breath, you know, his final words, you know, he like he the camera zooms in on him and he's just talking. He's just like he's like all along I thought that I knew the answers and I thought I was right and I realized that I was the biggest hypocrite of all. I I did things that I never thought I would do. I used preservatives. No. 
Because <laughs> like earlier on in the movie, his whole thing is about like solving the world's problem of like overpopulation and hunger by killing people. And do and he talks about that he treats his livestock in a natural, organic way. And so like his final breath is that he's mad because he used preservatives. And you <laughs> and it's just so good. It's just such the right bow that's on top that goes on top of this movie that is worth the investment. Like Motel Hell is a, a, a B horror movie that has been forgotten. And unless you're, you know, a cult horror movie enthusiast, you know, it, it, it deserves your time. It deserves the love. And if you have never heard of it, or maybe you have heard of it, but never checked it out, let my beat review be the motivation you need. Um, some trivia about it. The dueling chainsaws was an idea that, which was conceived during late in production. It was not an original movie script. I love that even more now. Uh, the movie's original yeah. screenplay was originally a darker, more disturbing piece with bestiality, a lot more violence, and was not a black comedy. I don't know how you could say it was not a black comedy and proceed with those other things in a sentence. <laughs> Toby, um, who, I got one. Go for it. Go for it. Um, United Artists marketed Motel Hell as a straightforward horror rather than a horror comedy. Fearing that any quirkiness in the trailers or posters would put off audiences. However, the tagliner, you might just die laughing, still appeared on several Motel Hell posters. And so, also really quick, Rory Calhoun was 57 when he starred in this movie. Thus proving the age is only just the number. Um, if you want to check out Motel Hell, it's available right now on Amazon Prime with a subscription. Or you can rent it or buy it on iTunes and Vudu from the price of $3.99. Uh, again, Ghouls, Gals, Creeps, and Mutants, check out Motel Hell. It is worth the investment. It's worth the time. And I guarantee if you're a cult horror movie enthusiast, you're going to love this movie. And if you haven't already watched it and you're a cult horror movie enthusiast, what are you doing? You need to update your repertoire and really get on top of this now. And that's yeah that's that's yeah, my movie check review. it out nice i, yeah. I want to check it out dude it's you really would you off. would fucking love this movie <laughs> i know you would love this movie there's so many things about this movie that i guarantee next time i would see you in person like you would still be reeling from and want to wear like your overalls with flannel again like i know you will like it's that i know you're I gonna totally love this will. you you would love you're gonna love this movie that much I know you are. Just <laughs> like watch it tonight if you got a chance. If not, do it tomorrow because you're you're gonna text me and you're gonna be like that chainsaw scene was fucking epic. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I'll just, I, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, you go ahead, buddy. What, what's your movie? <clears throat> okay. So I also, funny enough, did another horror comedy. And so I did 2012's A Hundred Bloody Acres. And so uh, it's star- it's, uh, the synopsis is Reg and Lindsay run an organic fertilizer business. They need a fresh supply of their secret ingredient to process through the meat grinder. Reg comes across two guys and a girl with a broken down vehicle on their way to a music festival. That's it. I mean that is all right. Well, that's kind of a terrible. Why yeah, even? Re- why even? Like, might wow. as well not review the movie at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I'm just like that's just it's just a terrible synopsis. Like, and then he just goes, "Oh, by the way, he comes across two girls and a guy, or two guys and a girl." I'm like, oh, okay. Oh shit! Right, I almost so forgot to mention. I mean, that's like the main point of the. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like that's the main point of the movie, but like it's just it's just a weird way to end the synopsis. Anyway, uh, it's directed by Cameron uh, Carnes and Colin Carnes. Uh, it's written by Cameron Car- uh, Carnes and Colin Carnes. It stars Damon Harriman, Angus Sampson, and Anna uh, McGahan. Um, and honestly, so okay, I really really enjoyed this movie, and I got hard hardcore tucker and dale vibes from this movie like i'm pretty certain like they were kind of going for a an aussie variant aussie version of like tucker and dale versus evil because i definitely got that vibe from this whole thing like you have one brother who's super serious about the business and then the other one is like kind of like the bumbling goof you know mm-hmm. except they they definitely make them separate themselves from tucker and dale with this movie like pretty well so it starts off with uh you just see reg driving the uh, his family truck you know the brother's truck uh truck um for their fertilizer business and he's kind of singing this song and then he pulls up to like this uh this accident he sees this accident like the, the car is uh this truck is smashing into this tree <laughs> and so he pulls up alongside it like behind it and backs up his truck a little bit and he gets out and he like opens the door and checks on the guys like hey mate you uh you doing all right there and he like lifts the dude's head and the dude's half his face is smashed in like it looks like the dude's pretty dead <laughs> so he just looks around and then fucking it just like does a wide shot scene of just seeing him like dragging the guy across the like dirt to the back of his truck and he just gets super tired he's like ah god he like he gets halfway there and you just see him go ah, okay and he just walks back to his truck and so he starts backing up his truck and not paying attention he runs over the guy's legs and he's just like oh shit because he hears the crunch and just, he's like oh damn it oh uh, i did so but, much trouble yeah and then he drives forward back over the legs and you just see the look of his face he's like that does that whole like you know when you see you're you know you're about to hit that bump like a really bad bump in your car like speed bump or whatever and there's yeah, just nothing like you can do you tighten the grip and... the bottom and you make that like yeah you're just like <gasps> and like you make that face like he makes that while he runs back over the guy and he picks him up and i'm going over the entire scene because this is literally part of the trailer too like this is the trailer and so it's not spoiling anything and he throws the dude into the truck and then he slams the truck door but he cuts off the fingers because he doesn't pay attention to see the hand is still out (laughs) it's so fucking great he's just like oh shit like he just gets upset about it (laughs) and so um, he put, finally lobs him in and then it uh, does like it, it does the intro scene of like 100 bloody acres does the whole title scene and then it cuts to uh, the, our uh, the, you know our protagonist and so he sh- cuts to this girl the girl making out with this guy and so they're like having this really hardcore make out session on uh, on this like little building thing um, and so and he tries to get in her pants and she says, no, I can't, I can't. Cause like, then you see that they're actually in front of a, uh, a memorial site of this like terrible accident called the Salvo six. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's, you could tell the guys, he's a piece of shit. Like he's gonna, he's the shitty one of the group. Um, and cause he's like, kind of like poking fun of the whole, about like the, you know, this, these six people, like this terrible accident that killed six people, but none of their bodies were found. Like she knows a little bit about it and he just kind of pokes fun of it. And then you see this old lady like approaching it and they like kind of apologize about like, 
oh, sorry for disrespecting the dead and that we're just shitty people. <laughs> and so, like, okay, I'm not going to say, I'm even going to say before I continue that one of my biggest cons about this entire movie is that there's none of the characters are extremely likable. Like, yeah, the, there's the bubbling goof who's like, you know, he's likable and stuff, but like, there's some, the, I'll, as I go through my review, I'll tell you why he kind of pisses me off about this movie. And it's mostly the pacing that happens throughout this movie. Like, I feel like they should have definitely added about 30 more, like at least 20 more minutes onto this movie to flush out uh, the character, the characters a little bit more. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like, again, it's a solid movie. It's just, there's some things that really bug me about it. So, um, and, uh, and Reg, Reg is like, one is going to be my biggest cute, uh, person about that. But anyways, going on. So they kind of do that and they start walking away. And uh, so you end up seeing that the girl is actually cheating on her, was cheating on her boyfriend with this guy, with this guy who happens to be her boyfriend's best friend. It's that whole thing. She's two time in the guy or her boyfriend with his best friend. And you're like, yeah, fuck, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, cause you end up finding out that, uh, that the boyfriend is wanting to propose to her and everything. They've been together for a long time. And like, they make, they play him off as like this really stand up guy. Like he's a really nice guy and everything throughout this entire movie. And like until uh, until he finds out that she's cheating on him and stuff, and we'll get there. Um, but like, and so uh, it starts off with that, and then their car like is uh, breaks down and stuff. They can't get it to work, it's mostly because of Wes, who's the douchebag uh, uh, best friend slash you know cheater guy. Um, except for he ends up fucking the car up even more uh, because he wouldn't listen to uh, the boyfriend. I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, he can't. Uh, he won't listen to him about how to like start the car, and so he ends up blowing the entire engine. And so they're like, "Damn it! What are we gonna do? We're going heading to this music festival." <laughs> and so the old lady that they passed at the memorial site is driving up alongside him, like is coming out, and they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll ask her for help. You know, like maybe she'll because she could drive somewhere." Like, stop, stop, help! Right. <laughs> and she's here. They're bar- Huh? No, I was just saying. Right, like I was agreeing with you as well. Oh, okay. I thought you said, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, you're so, fine. You're fine. But the old lady. And so the old lady looks at her dog and goes, don't worry, Marguerite. We're not going to pick them up. Well, fuck them. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'll try to stop her. And she's like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, well, I'm pretty certain. Like, I really wish the show her flipping them off and stuff like that. It'd have been so fucking funny, mm-hmm. but it's just great that they show her like, no, we're not picking up those trash kids. <laughs> like, and so. And then, uh, and then, so after that, uh, that happens and like, I guess like a, a small amount of time passes by, you know, movie magic of like where it's a couple hours or whatever. But so then Reg comes up, uh, comes driving up behind, uh, up in the truck. And so they end up, uh, end up stopping the truck. It's, it's kind of funny. Cause like, so Wes just stands in the middle of the road, but Reg won't stop. And he almost actually ends up running him over. But mm-hmm. the second he sees the girl, he stops. <laughs> so it's like oh all right <laughs> and so she ends up trying to ask him for a ride so but remember at this time he has a dead body in the back of his truck <laughs> and so and they're asking him for a ride and he's like no no and they're like come on we'll ride in the back he's like no no and so but like she ends up convincing him like mostly by showing off cleavage and flirting with him a little bit and so like she he, she ends up convincing him to let give him a ride and so he like it was okay but let me let me fix the back so you guys can sit back there so it's like oh can we help and he's like no no fucking no 
I don't need help. Like, of course, because, you know, there's a dead body. Yep, and so totally he ends up burying the dead here. body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he ends up burying the dead body under all this, uh, these bags of manure. And so it's like, obviously, they're going to find the dead body. Like, it's this movie is like kind of, I feel like it's kind of a satire of a slasher flicks in a sense of like, just how stupid, the stupid decisions of these things. Because like, like I said, I almost feel like, it's a con but i almost feel like they kind of did it on purpose of like setting up these like things that you're like okay obviously they're gonna see it find the dead body he didn't bury it very well and stuff like that and so so while they're in there like reg and the girl uh and the chick are uh, talking and so she ends up like you know admitting that she used to be a country gal and that uh she ended up moving to the city and stuff like that so she has a country girl heart and stuff like that and so he's like oh hey yeah what's up see it's <laughs> like, really funny see already yeah well it's funny he kind of labels her a slut already because he just goes oh i didn't see you there you know i didn't know what's going on with you and your two boyfriends <laughs> she's like how did you know like you know because he's like how did you know that i'm cheating on my boyfriend with him yes. <laughs> like type of thing and he's like oh. well the funny thing he's like oh i did oh i thought y'all were in that one of those open relationship type things i didn't know y'all were you were cheating <laughs> like type thing <laughs> 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 so it's just i just i could use like i just assumed because you're from the city that you would be into that you know i just i thought that was kind of funny you know, playing on might, the be, might be might be <laughs> yeah and so and so obviously uh and so in the truck you know the two uh the two friends are talking and so you know the the uh the boyfriend ends up showing up showing his buddy west the ring um and he's like yeah you know i'm gonna propose to her this weekend like during her favorite bands playing at this music festival and stuff like that and so west of course he's like calling him a pussy like oh don't fucking do that you know piece of shit because you know he's cheating on her on her with him <laughs> so like west is just a prick and so like what's really funny though is during this entire time that they're talking about like you know marriage and shit like that you can see the dead body's hand behind them like they hit a bump and you just see the hand in between them <laughs> and they're just like, not acknowledging it because they don't see it yet but it's right there during like for a good like five ten minutes of their conversation and they never see it <laughs> And so it's just like these subtle com comedic things that they do that I really like in this movie, like some of the dry humor, like it's definitely Australian humor. So they're going to have some dry humor thing bits there, like yeah. shit like that, which I thought was fantastic. And so they end up finding it and they're like, oh, my God, we got to get out and stuff like that. And so they end up getting to the farm and fucking like and so when they get to the farm, this is when you get introduced to uh, brother Lindsay. And so. I I know him from other things. I I wish I looked up where he was from because he's one of those actors, or at least his voice. You, Matt, you'd recognize him too, or at least you'd recognize his voice. I'm pretty. He's in quite a few things, and okay. so but you introduced to him, and so you know that you can tell he's like you know the because he has this like really deep voice. <laughs> he's like I can't believe you, Reg, and so you know he's the bat like the hard ass of the entire family too. You, you're doing and your so, you know, you introduce that them. voice. <laughs> yeah, no. and so uh, the, anytime he talks i'm gonna talk like that but so reg you know approaches and so they uh and so when reg turns off the truck you can hear the two guys in the back of the truck saying there's a fucking body in here <laughs> like screaming at the girl to run away and shit like that and so reg like grabs her and just three 
uh, just like yeets her into a fucking uh, into their like meat grinder shop area. And you just see Lindsay like looking at him like really pissed off. Like, what the fuck did you do now? <laughs> like, and he even asked, he's like, what did you do? And he's like, well, you know, Lynn's like, so our last crop they did was did really, really good. And so this is like, it, re- it pretty much like tells you straightforward that these guys use dead bodies to make fertilizer and they send it to, and they sell it to the other farmers around the town. Uh, and they're like, you know, cause so the last batch did so well. I just thought we would, you know, we got so lucky with that, that I'd bring in, you know, a, a dead one and three others. And so like the guy, and so Lindsay looks at him, he's like, you know, it's the difference between, yeah. And he's like, you know, it's the difference between now and then is that they were all dead. Like he gets really pissed off because he's like, God damn it. You like brought live people here. Like, and so you son of a bitch. He's just super pissed off about that. Yeah. So he's super pissed off about that. He's like, you brought live people. You son of a bitch. He's like, okay, well, well, uh, you know what? This is why I'm the idea man. And you just fucking follow me along. He's like, you know, it shows that dynamic that Lindsay is the, obviously the alpha and then uh and reg is the beta and so there's this really fucking great scene where they're uh and so how they get the the guys in there is oh by the way i sorry i have to backtrack a little bit while they're in the truck before they find the dead body west does some acid and it's really important because this like makes some scenes really fucking great and so he does a strip of acid and the other guy doesn't and so Right when they open the door, the other guy tries to jump out to like tackle them, you know, because they're ready to like just like, all right, this we have to attack them. And fucking Lindsay just cattle prods them midair. <laughs> like, it's just so subtle because he's like, yeah, and then it's just like zap and just tases them midair. And he's just twitching on the ground. He's like, hmm. So they look at Wes and he's just like, yeah, you know what? You could just take me. I'm not, I'm not going to get tased for this shit. <laughs> like, not worth it. Not worth it. Yeah. And so they tie him up. Yeah. And so they tie him up. And so this is like, and so it gets, this is where it really kicks off. And so it shows Lindsay and Reg, like Lindsay's just like pretty much berating, berating Reg for bringing in live people and stuff like that. He's like, I don't know what we're going to do with this shit. Like we obviously got to kill him. And he's like, you have to kill him. This is your idea. You made up the idea of bringing these people in here, Reg. Like Lindsay's telling him this. He's like, so you're going to have to do it and stuff. I'll kill yeah, he's like, I'll kill one, but you have to kill the others. And so, like, and so Wretch is like, oh, you know, he started to be like, oh my God, I can't believe what did I do? Like, oh my Jesus, I'm gonna have to. And so they're like doing this as they're hoisting up the like dead body and the guy to mulch him up and put him in their manure. And then just before the guy goes into the fucking manure, he wakes up. Like he opens his eye and he's actually alive. And Reg is like looking at him, like they make eye contact. He's like, oh shit, Linz. And then Lindsay just drops the dude into the fucking blender or into the meat grinder. And so Reg is like holding onto his legs, trying to pull him out. He's like, oh, he's alive, he's alive. (laughs) And just blood squirting everywhere. And so Lindsay's just like, he just stops the machine. Goes over to Reggie as he pulls out just the legs, starts the machine again, just lobs the legs back into the mulcher, like while making eye contact with Reg <laughs> the entire time, doesn't say a word. <laughs> he was just like, oh my God, he was still alive. <laughs> and like Lindsay has a sleep, like, yeah, what the fuck do you think I'm going to do with these people that you fucking brought? <laughs> like, he's like, what else do Duh. you expect? And so, like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so they end up finding out that if they mulch the people alive, that their fear glands like produce make the mulch even better than even if then mulching them if they were dead. So like, oh, so we're just gonna do them alive. And so they end up like hoisting up the boy. And so during this entire argument too, while they're like mulching the guy, like in the boyfriend, like or Wes has a knife and he's trying to like cut himself out, but he ends up losing it on an accident. And so it ends up like across the room to where the boyfriend's tied up. Yeah. And so he up kicks the knife, like he somehow finagles onto his foot and then up kicks the knife and the knife flies across the room and just goes directly into Wes's leg. And so, but they're all gagged. And so Wes has to like, is like, but he's super stoned too. So he's like, this doesn't hurt at all. Like as he's like moaning, but the other people are just like, all right. I mean, I guess that works. Fucking cool. Like just fucking hurry up. <laughs> and so, and so this happens. So Wes ends up like getting out and he escapes and he runs off. And so like Lindsay has to go trace him because Reg couldn't, didn't get the, couldn't have the guts to kill him. So Lindsay's all pissed off. He's like, I have to keep fixing your fucking messes today, Reg. So I'm going to go get him. And he's chasing Wes. And so, cause Wes escapes and stuff like that. And so the Reg ends up like, had like breaking the news to the boyfriend that his girlfriend was cheating on her. And so like, this is where, okay. So this is what I mean by some of the character development that kind of pisses me off. So obviously they've kind of build her as like the bad guy, like as not a likable person throughout the entire beginning of this movie to me. Like, that's yeah. just what I got. Like, she's not a very likable person, but she's supposed to be the final girl that you root for. You know what I mean? Like she's cheating on her boyfriend. She played like, she plays Reg, like plays with his feelings and stuff like that in ways, even though Reg is supposed to be a bad guy slash not really also. And like, and so when then she she gives her justifications of why she cheats on her boyfriend, like they uh, and stuff like that, and they're not even that good of justifications. Like there isn't a single one. It's not that he beats her. It's not that he's an abusive boyfriend. It's because she just finds him boring. Like she's like, I just think you're boring. So it's like, okay, then why don't you just fucking break up with them? Because like he obviously has the ring doing to propose to her and stuff like that, and like he's so devastated and stuff. So I'm like, oh, you know, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so that was one thing that in like about it, like they, I felt like they could have actually done without that entire subplot because it made like it didn't make any of the characters likable. And you're supposed to be kind of rooting for like uh, her, Wes and the boyfriend to like escape. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that subplot they threw in there, that's going to be my biggest con of the whole movie, which kind of oh, like it doesn't ruin the movie, but it's one of those things I could have took out. Anyway, so that comes out. They're doing that. And so the whole chase scene with Wes is super fucking awesome because they end up like making it into the scene, this entire like area called fairy tale land, <laughs> but it's closed. So there's just all these like mechanical fairy tale creatures and stuff like that. And mind you, Wes is tripping balls on acid and it shows it from his point of view. So it does this entire little montage where he's just like laughing and freaking out in fairy tale land, playing with all these dolls and shit like that. <laughs> And it's just all like co- like colors coming out and stuff. And he's <laughs> just like, like, yeah, oh this God. is awesome. Yeah, while he's being chased by like this psychopathic killer. Yeah, and so he ends up like, <laughs> and so he ends up looking in the well in this water well. He's like, oh man, I'm so fucked up. And the dude just walks up behind him like, yeah, I bet you are, you fucking retard, because you didn't forgot that I was chasing you and just like pops him in the face and knocks him out. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to uh, move forward with my, I'm not going to talk about like a couple of things that are going on uh, in between. So just to move on, because I know we've been taking up a lot of you guys this time. 
Um, so it picks up, uh, it gets a lot better from there. And there's this huge twist. There's this like super gross scene at the very end. That's so fucking good. And it's so out of left field, but it makes it so much funnier just because of like the buildup to it. It is so good. <laughs> and so, um, what ends up happening, uh, this is going to be a quick little, little spoiler. And then I'm just going to, and I wrap up everything. And so some stuff happens and then it jumps forward to where, you end up finding out that they're really close with their aunt Nance and their aunt Nance, like uh, Reg and Lindsay. And so their aunt Nance is actually the old lady from the beginning. (laughs) So it's really funny to see her drive on and be like, Oh my God, they just can't get away from this lady. And so her and Lindsay, I'm just going to do a quick little uh, 15 second spoiler review about the relationship of aunt Nance. And so give me one second, five, four. Okay, so uh, 15 second uh, spoiler review just because it's not that long of a scene. So starting in five, four, three, two, one. So skip ahead 15 seconds from here on out. So yeah, uh, she's like catering to Lindsay and then you end up finding out that her and Lindsay are an incestuous relationship because Lindsay's eating the, her out when Wes walks in on them. Oh my God. <laughs> That's how Wes talks. Yeah, it's <laughs> so... And so, like, it's just super great because you just hear all the slurping and shit like that. Oh it's just God. super sloppy. And Wes is, yeah, and Wes is like, whoa. <laughs> like, I can't like get over good. that. You're talking so, about, sorry, I can't get over the fact that you're talking about oral seed and decide to use sloppy as part of the example. It's not pretty. Anyway, so yeah, so that like Wes walks in on that is just super fucking nasty. And so wrapping up, um, then like and so wrapping up uh my entire review, it's a really good movie. Um, it's a really, really funny movie. Like it it definitely has some Tucker and Dale vibes um to it, but at the same time, like it makes it its own movie and stuff like that. Like it really makes it its own. Um, and the dry humor in it, it's really good. There is some slap, there is sl- plenty of slapstick humor also in there. And the gore, and like they use the gore in this movie, like to its advantage to the hardcore. Like that's where a lot of the, the actual, a lot of the uh, comedy comes out is actually some of the goriest scenes. And it's really good. And so, uh, buckets of gore, I'm going to say five out of five for sure. For sure. And then comedy level, like I really, I thought this movie was pretty funny. Some of the jokes don't land. But uh, most of the time it does. Um, so the twist that happened, I didn't, I couldn't tell, see the twist coming, um, uh, which I thought was pretty well. Um, it's definitely like a, a like by the nose, like slasher flick type thing. Like even though it's not a slasher flick, it definitely is a by the nose type one. So like you can mm-hmm. definitely predict some of the stuff that'll happen. Um, but uh, like I said, my biggest con is that I wish it was just a little bit longer so they could have did a little bit better on the uh, character development. Cause when you, you finish the movie, you don't really care about a lot, all the characters. Like you don't really like, you don't like I I personally didn't feel like outside of the boyfriend feel like any of them should have gotten a happy ending but like it still does like a corny happy ending and it's it's pretty funny like I enjoyed it I thought it was funny and it was sweet but like at the same time I just I didn't like them <laughs> when it came to the end of the movie but the movie overall is fantastic um I just wish there was a little bit longer the blood is great the comedy lands for the most part um highly recommend um so just a uh, couple of trivia facts um, so it's the debut feature film of the filmmaking fraternity of brothers Colin Carn, uh, Carnes and Cameron Carnes. 
Um, the film's producer, Julie Ryan, said the movie 100 Bloody Acres is a must-see for people who like gore and love to laugh. It has a perfect balance where one minute you're wincing and the next minute you're rolling around the floor. When I read the script back in 2008, I loved it immediately and wanted to produce it under the Cyan banner. Uh, maybe I identified with the story because I'm from the country like Sophie, or maybe it's because I'm a fanatical gardener and understand the benefits of blood and bone on my pumpkins. Yeah, that's kind of funny because it's true. Oh. But yeah, so uh, you can catch 100 Acres on Amazon Prime. Um, that's where I saw that. Uh, and, or 100 Bloody Acres, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, give that movie a watch. It's definitely, it's really funny. Um, I enjoyed it. And like I said, uh, Lindsay's my favorite character, even though he's the overall like bad guy, but it's just because some of the shit he says is just like, just because he does everything so slow. Cause he's like supposed to be like that slow maniacal type person. It's just really funny when he has his outbursts. Cause like, <laughs> cause like there's okay. Yeah. But no, it's just a really good movie. Lindsay's my favorite character. And like the way he ends up going out in the end is just really fucking great and bloody and awesome. And it's the best way how you could take away like uh, the big bad. So I thought they did it really well. So, yeah. You know, man, I, uh, I, I think you're the only, I think to any listeners who, who are terrified or at some point listening this far in the future and, and if their kids are looking at lesbian porn, I guess would be would have to suit the example and and you want them to stop doing that because i don't know why but i'm just i'm guessing if you want them to stop you should give cody a call because i think he's the only person on this planet that can make lesbian scenes not hot (laughs) lindsey's a dude oh my god Thank God for clarifying that, because I was I thought, brothers. I said they were brothers. Oh, I didn't hear you. It must have dropped out. I oh, did not sorry. hear Maybe you I say that. Yeah. Holy shit! I thought they were sisters. I was like, Let's be no, no. I thought. I no, think your audio Reggie, dropped. Out. It, I mean, you know what's gonna oh, suck is that. My bad. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. Not your fault. It's not your dude. It's the it's the technology, and it's not gonna come out. <laughs> on, you know what's gonna suck? This isn't. It's not gonna come out on the recording because you know. So. The way this works really quick so when we record on zoom we also have its backup recorder going and uh we often just add in audio pieces from our own respective audio to it to you know like if there's any like quiet you know for for any reason like if our audios on our own respective ends gets quiet that's why we do it anyways um the audio will drop out as we're recording every now and then due to just like connectivity issues, but it won't appear that way in the recording because the recorder doesn't work on the same type of server that our calls do. So it's, it's going to record clean regardless, regardless. So I didn't hear you say brothers. I assumed it was sisters. So don't ever call Cody for that because now you're just going to confuse the shit out of him. (laughs) Like, like, cause I don't know if it's, I don't even know if this is going to appear, but there's also a delay for like on your end, Cody, like whenever I say something, there's like a small, like couple second delay for like the audio yeah. to, to go to you. So that's why, so like, I'll say something and I'll be like, I have to wait a moment to see if this is actually funny. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, okay. Well, huh. That's even now. Okay. If you want to ruin gay porn for any reason, <laughs> call Cody. He'll, he'll just describe it in a very gross way. Just, it's sloppy. <laughs> Slurping. 
<laughs> but yeah. I like how earlier in the show no, it's like, yeah, play this about. audio bite against like anybody in your family who's like was a Trump protester. They'll take us serious. <laughs> now it's just like, yeah, now here's some like slurping porn. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just gone to like seven up and gotten the Slurpee and just like done that. You know what I should have done? I should have yeah, like yeah. we gotta wrap this up this episode, but for sound effects, I should like yep. exaggerate like they did for the the whitest kids you know movie that came out this March. And like I remember watching like the behind the scenes for that movie before the movie ever came out. Uh and like like there's a there's a scene where they're like talking they're making a joke about how they made this blowjob scene the best blowjob scene in any movie at least in their movie and so like they're like the way we did this is that he's like what do we think what do you think we need to do like trevor noah is just like what do you think we need to do and or it's not trevor noah fuck what's his name i actually forget the the actor's name um at the moment but point being he's like what how do how do we how are we supposed to make this blowjob scene work you know we need to create a sound effect so they get like a rubber boot and they fill it with like tapioca pudding and they just they just fist the boot with the tapioca tapioca pudding inside of it and it just makes it (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's the dumbest fucking thing i saw and i could not look away because i'm just like they're really invested in this joke nice <laughs> i miss white as kids you know me too that was a funny show i'm all upset <laughs> so anyways coming back to it ghouls gals creeps mutants yeah. long episode what well, an edit should be a little bit shorter but thank you again for hanging out with us thank you again for listening to our soapbox speeches thank you for again for listening to our movie reviews and all the good humor and seriousness that all comes with it check out motel hell check out 100 bloody acres it is worth your time. Well, both are. Enjoy your nights. Enjoy your weekends. Keep the spook vibes going. Make sure you check out our Teespring. We do have uh, that promotion going on still. Make sure you uh, include spooky vibe at the uh, at the end of any purchase that you're making, and you will get 30% off any product in the store. That is right, any product. If for any reason you run into any issues with, uh, with the discount or anything else, please email us directly, and we will work quickly to resolve the issue. But again, our promotion is going all the way through november 3rd so again spooky vibe for 30 percent off right now t uh store-wide on teespring.com slash punk rock or podcast that link is in the show notes below or description if you're listening on youtube and also real quick thing to add in we've added more uh, uh rewards to our patreon we now have a discord going so if you want to kind of hang out with us and ask us questions about episodes or maybe just talk about horror in general Head over to our Patreon for just $2 a month. You can get access to Discord and hang out with us there. Um, ghouls, guys, groups, and mutants alike. We will be back again with the last two episodes of the Punk Rock Horror Podcast for the year of 2020. Um, we were not, we're not going to tell you who it's going to be about, but the next serial killer is definitely going to be one that you're you're going to want to tune into. That's for sure. We're going to be joined by with Adventures at, with Pictures podcast. They're going to hang out with us. We're going to talk about it. And uh, yeah, with that in mind, let's go ahead and wrap the show up. Cody, ha- Cody, do you have anything else you want to add in? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited to bring out the next serial killer. It's right. going to be fun. Ooh. All right, ghouls, gals, creeps, and mutants. <laughs> Take care of each other. Wear your masks. Have a great 
holiday season and we will see you next time with our net last two episodes of the year. Bye. Bye.